Welcome to Acona Beyond the Articles, the podcast of Acona Online, the student-run newspaper for the Academy of the Holy Names in Tampa, Florida. Each episode is hosted by our staff members in which they give their opinions on a variety of current topics. We publish one episode per week, and you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now, let's start the episode. Hi, I am Editor-in-Chief Adriana James Rodell. In this episode of Acona Beyond the Articles, we will be discussing the Grammy Awards and possibly other award shows and their alleged corruptness after three-time Grammy winner The Weeknd received zero nominations for his album After Hours. And like so many people do nowadays, he took to Twitter to express his grievances. However, this episode is no ordinary episode as I will be joined by fellow Acona staff members. We did this once last semester prior to COVID-19, and it was so much fun that we decided to do it again. I am joined by... Managing Editor Amara Saez. Senior Staff Writer Maddie Wong. So, for some backstory before um, we get into discussions. So, on Tuesday, November 24th, The Weeknd posted on Twitter, and I quote, The Grammys remain corrupt, you owe me, my fans, and the industry transparency. This is ironic considering The Weeknd, his team, and Grammy organizations had agreed that he would perform at the prestigious award show despite performing at the 2021 Super Bowl halftime show, which takes place a week after the Grammys. And so he took to Twitter again stating, collaborating, leave planning a performance for weeks to not being invited. In my opinion, zero nominations equals you're not invited. So to add to the hysteria, The Weeknd's statements do not lack reason. Um, in my opinion, hits from its albums, Blinding Lights and Heartless, reached the top of the Billboard Top 100 chart. Um, and the temporary president and CEO of the Recording Academy, um, Harvey Mason Jr., which as NBC News describes as the organization behind the Grammy Award ceremony, um, responded to the weekend's um, post on Twitter by stating, unfortunately, every year there are fewer nominations than the number of deserving artists. So what do you feel about Mason's response? I feel like his response is kind of um, inadequate. Like, he is the president and CEO of, like, the Recording Academy, so why doesn't he fix that issue? Especially since he acknowledges that there are fewer nominations and more deserving artists. So I know it's not easy to, like, change something or a tradition that's been going on for, like, such a long time, such as the Grammys, but you could always add other categories or expand the number of nominees to make sure that deserving artists are recognized. I feel the same way. I feel like that was kind of an excuse because someone who's just as who has a successful album like After Hours, you'd expect them to be nominated, just like um, albums like Folklore have been nominated and Justin Bieber's Changes album. So if you are really popular among the public, I feel like you should be recognized, at least being a nominee. Um, Yeah, for sure. And, however, like, The Weeknd was not the only one to criticize the Grammys. Um, Nicki Minaj said she should have won Best New Artist in 2012. And she states um, that she should have won over the white man Bon Iver, um, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, In response to that, like, the fact that Nicki Minaj has not won, I don't think she's won a single Grammy. And I feel like that's really indicative of the type of bias that's shown in the Grammys, especially. Mm -hmm. I know we'll get into it later when we talk about sexism and misogyny, but even... Um, I feel like that situation indicates a sort of, like, racist stereotype or bias that the Grammys may have, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to, like, the rap category of the awards given. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of white rappers receive um, 
nominations and actually receive the Grammys over maybe even more talented Mm -hmm. black artists. And along the same lines, I feel like a lot of black artists are put in this pigeonhole. Um, I know that my brother and I were talking about it the other day where it's like some rapper, I forget whose name it was, um, he had an R&B album, but the Grammys miscategorized it and said it was a rap album. And I feel like a lot of people think of black artists and they only think of rappers and and things along that line, which I think is completely wrong. Um, and so Justin Bieber also criticized the Grammys because his fifth studio album, Changes, um, which was released on February 14, 2020, was incorrectly categorized as a pop album mm-hmm. when it was an R&B album. Right, yeah. I think that definitely highlights, like, there's a lot of misconceptions. And both black and white artists mm-hmm. are sort of pigeonholed into categories that may not necessarily reflect their, their music. So this, I think it's extremely interesting just because in January 2020, the former chief executive of the Recording Academy, Deborah Dugan, claimed it was an old boys club where sexism and misogyny are prevalent issues. Um, She was placed on administrative leave 10 days prior to the 2020 Grammy Awards based on allegations that she was an abusive boss. Um, And I looked into this a little bit more and it was just kind of People were claiming that she had a toxic work environment, but she's denied these allegations. And Dugan retaliated by filing a discrimination complaint to the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. And in the complaint, she describes agrarious conflicts of interest, improper self-dealing by board members, and voting irregularities with respect to nominations for Grammy Awards. And she even stated in an interview with NBC News that she was witness to instances when artists would be present in the nominating um, committee meetings. Oh my god, like there would be artists in the committee meetings? Yeah. I feel like that's so unfair and definitely like gives validity to her claims about um, like the corrupt, not corruption, but like the bias prevalent mm-hmm. within the nomination process. And I think it's really telling that she was um, put on administrative leave after she voiced her complaints. I feel like that's a little bit convenient on the part of the Grammys. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I definitely feel that I wish I knew who those artists were, um, but obviously she didn't say the names during the interview. Right. Um, I don't think this surprised me that much. I know that recently award shows have become more and more controversial, um, just in terms, I mean, some people argue um, in terms of like the Oscars, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, it's so political now, like they only pick these people because of X, Y, and Z. But award shows like the Grammys kind of hinder that viewpoint because they're excluding people like The Weeknd and they're having artists in the nominating committees, which makes you question who are those artists and why are they in there? Also, like who's part of that nominating committee committee, and like mm-hmm. how do we know that they represent the best interests? You know, like I don't know. I feel like there's just not enough transparency on behalf of the Grammys on exactly how they choose their artists and like how they choose who they nominate and who wins. So along the same lines of what you said, Amara, of in terms of like who's a part of these committees, well, I do, I did find information on how the Grammy nominating process works and who exactly votes in those committees and who votes um, for the Grammy nominations or who votes on the ballots. Um, And I found this on the Grammy website. So basically... The first step is that the rules are reviewed and updated. Um, entries are submitted across 80, the 84 categories, 
and then screening committees organize entries into their appropriate fields, whether that be um, like different categories like pop, musical theater, reggae, etc. Mm -hmm. And then those members vote on first round ballots to determine the final nominees. Then that goes to crafting committees to determine the final nominees. And then they have the Grammy nominations where the members vote on the final ballot and then the Grammy awards. Um, so that was a little vague. I couldn't find any other information with a little bit more detail. Basically, solely recording Academy members can comprise of the voting committees. So it's only exclusive to people already in the recording academy. Right. Um, and those can be musicians, engineers, lyricists, producers, and liner notes. They can all apply. Um, and they can all apply to vote for the Grammy nominations. And Vox describes um, some eligibility requirements. So you have to have been credited with 12 physical or digital tracks released online only and currently available for purchase with at least one track in the past five years, have six credits on commercially released tracks currently available for sale and distributed through physical distribution outlets such as record stores with at least one track in the past five years. And you have to have won a Grammy before and you have to, have, you have to get an endorsement from a current voting member. So how do you feel about those requirements. So those are the requirements to be part of the recording academy? Um, to be eligible to vote for the nominations. Oh, okay. Okay, so I feel like that kind of just repeats the cycle of the same people being the ones choosing um, who is nominated and who wins, which ultimately I feel like if we have a problem with that process, which I feel like a lot of people do, um, if you have a problem with that process, like this cycle just doesn't allow for that to be fixed or for any changes to be made, um, especially because that thing that you have to get an endorsement from a current voting member, like those people, those voting members are only gonna choose like their friends and like the people that they're familiar with who most mm -hmm. likely are of the same demographic as them. It's just so unnecessarily like prestigious. I don't keep mm -hmm. up with like the Grammys or anything simply because I don't, I don't know, music is so subjective. Like, I don't personally, the people who get nominated are just not, I don't keep up with them, I don't listen to their music, so I don't have a reason to care. But I feel like these, this is why, like, the Grammys are so, I don't want to say corrupt, but because they're getting so much, like, backlash. Because I feel like the only way, if you're acting like nobody knows what music is, like, everyone who listens to music knows enough about music to know. To like make better judgments yeah, of yeah. these people. Yeah, anyone, yeah. Anyone at all can listen to a song and say, "Wow, that's a good song." And I feel like the public is the most reflective of like what makes a good and deserving like song and like a deserving artist for an award or something like that. So I feel mm -hmm. like to have, for example, the weekend. I know with Spotify Raps coming out that they said he was the most streamed artist or something like that. Yeah, he was one of the he most. One of the most streamed mm -hmm. artists, and for him to not even get like a nomination, I feel like that's does not represent mm -hmm. like his achievements, but also like what the public is yeah, yeah deeming it worthy. I think that's like you brought up an interesting point about award shows in general. I feel like we talked about this a little bit earlier, but they mm -hmm. have become um, very obsolete because they remain so elitist and anonymous and like there's no um, transparency on behalf of the Grammys or like most award shows on like mm -hmm. what their processes are. And I feel like because of that, and the fact that they don't reflect the public, like Maddie said, a lot of people just don't feel like they're worth watching anymore. Mm -hmm. 
I know I, I'm kind of torn in terms of is it okay for them to have such strict requirements and is it not? Because I feel like these award shows, that's what differs them from award shows like the People's Choice Awards where the mm-hmm. public gets to vote on them. I would think that maybe their logic would be that musicians and engineers and lyricists, they maybe know a little bit, well, they would know maybe a little bit more about the mechanics of making songs and what makes a good song, what makes a good pop album or whatever, but then it's like, well, yeah, Maddie? The thing about that is that the public are the people who are receiving these songs. Like, mm-hmm. even no matter how good of a song these lyricists and these people who are voting for it thinks it is, if the public, if it, like, is not a successful or popular song and like, why does it matter? Yeah, that is true. The it public is determined, like whether the music is successful or not. So it do, it is true, and if it's not getting such, I don't know, wide publicity, then it probably would never even reach the nominating table. Mm-hmm. Like, there's probably so many SoundCloud um, rappers and musicians that we just never hear of, and they'd never make the nominating committee because we don't listen to them and we don't increase their streaming, whatever. But yeah, I think the notion to that because it's behind closed door and it's like these top executive people that that's what gives the Grammys like um, its prestige mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of elitist like you're just su- suggesting that the public doesn't know what good music is and doesn't um, shouldn't be able to choose like what they think is good music it's kind know. of like the Oscars too um, it's kind of along the same line where they have um, the academy votes on who wins mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people have argued that movies such the Marvel movie franchise right they are so popular amongst the public that they feel that they should be winning a little bit more awards um, and they should have like a public opinion category. So that's kind of along the same lines of how it's so exclusive. And what I really thought was interesting is that one of the requirements of um, becoming eligible to vote for a Grammy nomination is that you have to have won a Grammy before, which like you said, Amara, just repeats the cycle of just um, increased like subjectivity and like biases that maybe yeah Yeah. and I feel like as time progresses like the people who are nominating versus the public like the differences between their opinions is just going to get further and further and further Mm -hmm. until eventually like if they don't make changes they could just become even more obsolete than they already are and um just going back to who you were wondering like who actually comprises these um committees and stuff like that so from 2016 to 2018 the Recording Academy's composition of National Governance Committee is comprised of 29% females and 71% males, with the composition of National Review Committees between 2015 and 2017 being 26% female and 74% male. Um, so the Grammys did address these disparities for the 61st award show, um, and as stated in the final report of the Recording Academy Task Force on Diversity and inclusion, which was published in December of 2019, the individuals appointed as members of the nomination review committees were 51% female, and the gender demographics of the national governance committees improved to 52% male and 48% female, and the national governance committee co-chairs were 50-50. So, okay, I really liked how they did enforce this task force, but then for the 67 second Grammy Awards, which took place in January 2020, this task force was not involved in the committee selection process. So as the report states, um, the current nomination review committee composition across all committees is 56% male and 44% female, and the current national government's 
committees have a gender split of 59% male to 41% female, which just means they went back to that like male dominating Mm -hmm. um, committees. So to me, it seems like it was only a temporary solution to appease the public at the moment. What do you guys think? I definitely think that it was that. And it's so sad, but like, this is a trend we see from a lot of institutions that mm-hmm. are old and established and prestigious. Mm-hmm. They tend to make changes only to satisfy the public. And the minute the public shifts its attention, they go yeah. back to what they were doing before. But, yeah, I thought that was really disheartening. I don't know why it's so hard. Why can't it just be 50-50? Yeah, or close to that. It's just, I don't understand, like, why it's so difficult for, I think maybe it goes back to, like, those requirements that we were talking about earlier. That um, is true, Yeah you're more likely to nominate someone for or to sponsor them to join the committee if they're like you. So, yeah. I feel like it's also especially important that these aren't made, like, these decisions to make it more equal aren't temporary because if you're not going to consider, like, the public in your decision, like, the public opinion anyway in your decision, then you might as well have people who kind of reflect who the public are being the ones to cast that vote anyway. So it's like the least you can do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see the racial demographics too, like those yeah. committees. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like you said, like it really should reflect the public racially and in terms of gender and stuff like that. So, yeah. That's, yeah, that's my big beef with um, award shows and stuff like that because it's so subjective and it's subjective in the wrong way. Right. It's, it's not fair at all, and I feel like there's a lot of artists that have, I don't know, been really disappointed, like The Weeknd, who have had really successful albums and then get hardly any major nominations, if any at all, one of them being Taylor Swift for her Reputation album. Right. She um, she talked about this a little bit um, in her Netflix documentary, Miss Americana, how she was so disappointed after, that she didn't get any major nominations. And it's so sad that this is such a that this award is so exclusive, but it's so coveted. And yet, I don't know, it's just really toxic. And I think this really relates to Dugan's allegations about this being a very misogynistic um, environment. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think these reports only further aid her allegations. So we talked about this a little bit, but how do you think this further relates to other award shows? Um, I know other award shows have had, like, similar... Um, problems in the past in terms of like diversity and satisfying the public Um, I don't know I part of me believes like there is change that is happening Um, but then the other half of me is like oh well is there really change going on because when we do see these more progressive um, changes for example people talking about current events like um, the Me Too movement and Mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter and stuff like that you get people complaining like oh they're being too political like I just want to know about the artist or the music or the movie, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to hear about politics. So it's just, I'm kind of torn on, like, whether it's moving towards a better, more progressive representation or not. Outside of, like, the political aspect, I feel like they're both just so elitist, like, for no reason, in the sense mm-hmm. that they're defining what art is and what art is not. Mm-hmm. Like, what you said with, like, the Marvel movies, even though they're wildly successful, they don't get nominated for anything. And I feel like the reason for that is because, oh, they're superhero movies. Yeah. They just can't. Like, that's the only excuse that mm-hmm. you can have. But it's like, who are you to, like, define what is and what is not, like, a good movie? And I feel mm-hmm. like 
these people, like who are these people? I don't know anything about who decides what, what decisions are making. All I know is like the academy, whoever that is, are these groups. It just seems so elite in the sense that they can decide what is, is and what is not a good movie, and it doesn't. I know there's so many directors who have a genuine passion for making good mm-hmm. movies and not just like a cash grab, and I know the same is true for music, mm-hmm. but it, I can get how it's disheartening to not feel the recognition for your hard work, even though it's like so... Mm-hmm. Uh, successful in the public eye, but. Yeah, I definitely feel that maybe award shows need to move to becoming more, getting the public more involved um, in a sense. I feel like that's, I feel like it is getting more progressive, not in that sense, but maybe in other senses where they're um, implementing a task force, except in the Grammys case, it was only for one year. Um, however, I still think that award shows are so political and it just makes the whole process unenjoyable and when you don't see somebody succeed even though they've been so successful in the public that's just further enhancing that so um do you agree with me and do you think that like the solution maybe could be to having a task force but having it be consistent and have the goal of getting it 50 50 um or like involving the public more? I don't know, I feel like for things like the Grammys where I guess the idea behind it is that it's more prestigious than something like the People's Choice Award, maybe like add a category that's determined by the people or mm-hmm. by votes, um, or just try to implement a task force like you're saying, but like consistently and like be more transparent. I think transparency is really the key to what will determine whether award shows like the Oscars and the Grammys remain relevant or not. Mm-hmm. I agree with Amana. I also think keeping the task force like consistent is important because and the same thing with like in like engineering and stuff. If mm-hmm. people are, if you have a group of designers who are all like white males, they're mm-hmm. going to design a product that is for white males. And mm-hmm. It's not because like they hate women and people of other races. It's because those are the only people who they're looking at in the room. design. So the same thing with like the, the Grammys and stuff. If you're like, if you're not diverse, then you're, mm-hmm. no. your end product is not going to reflect. Yeah, that. even yeah. if you don't even recognize your biases. Yeah, exactly. So if you or, have everyone who's like been exposed to the same kind of music their entire life, mm-hmm. again, I don't know, I don't know mm-hmm. anything about the Grammys or how they're chosen, but I mean, it's just you're going to get the same mm-hmm. thing every year, and it doesn't matter. Like, no, I know what you're saying, Maddie. I feel like I don't. We're not arguing that. Oh, everybody in Grammy's room is like racist or misogynic, but like people do have prejudices that they need other people to keep in check for them. Um, if I have someone there that's holding me accountable, that maybe is offering me a different perspective. But like Maddie, you said, if I have everyone in the room that is exactly like me, nobody is going to object to what I say. Yeah, especially because music is so subjective and so mm-hmm. personal for a lot of people. I feel like. And like as music and art grows more accessible to the general public, because I feel like things like the internet have made um, has allowed for more diversity. People like Lil Nas X or whatever, like mm-hmm. he got popularity off of the internet and yeah. he's become an established artist. And I feel like that's a true example of like the people determining what is successful and who is not successful. Mm-hmm. And like as art becomes more accessible to the public, like, they're definitely going to have to implement some type of changes to make sure that they're keeping up with what um, 
what's popular at like not just in the public but in this time and like in this period yeah and the diverse and the public is more diverse like obviously yeah um so that's really important but yeah thank you for tuning into this episode of Akona beyond the articles